You're listening to episode six of the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm Jason Tucker, and I've settled over a billion dollars in copyright claims for the world's largest studios. Over the last 15 years as the expert pirate hunter, IP problem solver, and enforcer, I have helped shape copyright law, the processes, and the landscape that exists today. So how do you keep your IP organized, protect it from pirates, and make even more money off of your content? With real-life insight and stories from the trenches, this is the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about some real practical ways that you can protect your content online. First of all, I've heard everything from don't worry about it, or what can I do, or what's a surefire way to ensure that my content won't get stolen. To answer that, the only, I'll answer in reverse, the only way that you can ensure that your content absolutely won't get stolen is never put it out. Create it, put it into a safety deposit box and lose the key. If you put it on the web, that's going to probably happen at some point, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do. And that shouldn't stop you from bringing your creativity and work to the world because there are tools in place that you can use to thwart piracy. Uh, and theft. So let's go through a couple of different ways that you can do it. So first and foremost, and if you heard my podcast before, you've heard me speak before, I consider registering your copyright as a point A. So really quick, if you're new to this, when you create a tangible work, it's already, uh, there's already copyright protection under the law for you. Though, if you want the full benefits of the law, and um, the ability to get your attorney's fees and some other elements that we don't need to go into right now. When you, if you decide to take any action on your work, then it needs to be registered, ideally with the U.S. Copyright Office. I think that your work is important enough to spend the 35 to $55. It can go up. I know that it could be as high as 85 but it ranges between 35 or $55 right now for registration as of the date of this podcast episode. So, just take that extra step, spend the extra money and uh, put that on yourself. Okay, so let's go from the standpoint of you've registered your work or a body of work. Uh, so the first thing you can do is identify where it is. So if you see it, uh, copy those links and put them into a notepad or somewhere where you can copy and paste them later. And then if this site is big enough and you think this is a big enough issue, then record what you see on the screen uh, that involves your work. Uh, I always start at time.gov before going to that site so that it shows a timestamp. And time.gov is a government website, obviously, and it's a clock. It's the world clock. Okay, it's the clock that the United States government uses. <laughs> That's a little pretentious. I'm sorry. Okay, so I always start with that, and then I record what I see. So I think you should do the same thing and save it, but don't take a lot of time. It doesn't need to be elaborate. It doesn't need to be a fancy. You could even do a PDF. You just need some sort of example of what's taking place if you intend on doing anything else. And it never hurts to have it because it takes a couple of minutes to put it together. Okay. So that now you have what I would consider the start of some evidence and you can prove that it was there. And now you want to take it down. So somewhere on that site is going to be a DMCA link, uh, typically at the bottom of the page or copyright complaint link or sometimes in their terms of service or privacy policy, you can find an email that says for copyright complaints or uh, for legal questions, uh, go here. So you can use that. 
And if you can't find that, simply figure out who their host is. And you can do a, a who is lookup and you can see very quickly who their host is. If they're using somebody like Cloudflare, you can then, to deliver their website more efficiently or their content delivery network, you can go to Cloudflare. It's abuse at cloudflare.com for their email. You can find these. The point is, is you can find these emails readily. They're readily available. You can find them really easy uh, and it doesn't take a lot of time, nor should you take a lot of time. So once you get an email or two or three, or you want to use somebody's online form. Personally, I'd rather send an email than use somebody's online form because then I have an electronic trail that's a little more thorough and, and documented than an online form. But if an online form is your only choice, then use the online form. And what you can also do is record you submitting through that online form. So now what you have is your example of the what took place and an example of you sending in the notice. So uh, what you're going to send is what's called a DMCA notice. It's a, under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. It's simply a cease and desist notice in short terms. We have one on our uh, website at IPHQS.com or Intellectual Property HQ. We have a DMCA template that you can use. We have an online system that you can use as well. You can find one on, on the web if you don't want to use ours. When you fill it out, you're going to put all of the information in where it asks you to, your information, a way for you to be contacted, the link that shows where it is to you online, that could be your source URL. And then you're going to, where it says list infringing work, you're going to copy those links that you put into the notepad. You're going to put them right in that spot. Then you're going to copy and paste that into that whole letter into an email, and you're going to send it off to the email addresses that you find. And then give somebody about seven to 10 days, business days, ideally to take it down. I would think that you'll find that good actors will do it in the first 72 hours, but seven to 10 days is a reasonable period because you don't necessarily know what their workflow is, how much they're getting in. Uh, and it's a reasonable period of time. If nothing has happened after that seven to 10 day period, then what you can do is send another one. And when you send this one, when you put DMCA copyright notice in the RE or information part of your email, I would also add dash second notice or put that at the front. So second notice dash DMCA notice. And then if you have to send a third after a week, then I would do the same thing because now you have a paper trail. If you're into the second or third notice, what I would suggest is going and figuring out who their host is, who their other relationships are. You're tech savvy. You can take a look and, and find additional email addresses somehow associated with the site. So if it's a host, if it's the registrar, um, whomever it is. I will tell you that, that if you send it to a registrar, typically they're going to email you back and say, look, hey, we're just the registrar, but at least you've put them on notice. So I hope this is helpful. We do have a group. I'm more than happy to answer questions in there. If you go to IPHQS.com or intellectualpropertyhq.com, then you'll see some blog posts about this topic. And uh, I'm happy to help. And I hope this helps you protect your content a little bit and, and keep being you. Don't worry. This is uh, something that occurs. And I think that it's not going to kill your bottom line. A lot of times uh, theft is an emotional element, but you got this. And, and if it is getting stolen, I would say, turn that into a positive and say, hey, somebody thought enough of my content to steal it. Have a wonderful day. Jason Tucker is not an attorney. All of the information shared on this free podcast is his opinion and not legal advice. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. See you next time.